I'll say something about walking meditation. So just because a lot of what we do, we do and what we see doing and therefore see modelled is sitting, you know, sit still. And uh, as you probably all begin to recognise Everybody else looks pretty good sitting still. And you don't <laughs> so calm and tranquil. <laughs> yeah, it's always the case. What's happening under the lid? Uh, and um, you know, I think one of the things we have to <coughs> understand in in the process of meditation is how to shift the energy. Yeah, how to shift energy. That is, you can we can sit here and your mind can still be buzzing and whirring. Just really still not not actually able to discharge or settle. Uh, and it's very distressing because you know what happens is it just picks up its own agitation and keeps getting re-agitated by it. You're sitting in your own bathwater, as they say. So, you, you know, sitting still doesn't necessarily mean it stills your mind. Unless you, you know. Also, you can be sitting still just really stale. Energy much too flat. And again, the mind listens to its or picks up its own energy system and uh, interprets that. So the, the buzzy states bring up lots of thoughts that make one agitated because of the topics it brings up. We get excited, passionate, irritated, angry, you know, because that very energy is bringing up the kind of things that make us uh, stimulated, not, you know, either kind of towards craving or wanting or aversion, ill will, or just plain restlessness, planning, brooding around this, that and the other. So you don't want to just be sitting in that. Mm. And uh, other, other things, sitting when you're feeling dull, you know, and actually haven't got the wherewithal to come out of it. So we can, can become a kind of habit. That when you meditate, you just go into a sort of dull state, because then at least the stuff isn't really banging you around, so it's a bit more peaceful. <laughs> But a lot of things then aren't actually kind of opened out, resolved, clarity cleared. So it can slows down the, the process of the practice. Can even make you think you you've cleared stuff because you're not getting impacted. But it can be just actual kind of like a dulling state. Yeah. So we can't always work with the the topics can be rather illusory what we get dreamy or planning of course is an amazing fantasy because you know it's it presents such incredible clarity and yet that minute you open your eyes the world is different from where you planned it from from the first moment onwards <laughs> it never works out and yet you know there's something attractive about that that planning mind yeah and where does it come from that's that's the point where does it come from not where it's going to, where does it come from? Where do the passions come from? Where do the self-images, 
come from? Where's the feeling you're not that good, you're not really good at this, you can't do it? Where does that come from? It's once it gets going, it tells you the story of your life and it's totally believable. Where does it come from? Energy. And, uh, you know, that's one place it comes from, anyway. Uh, habits, perceptions, and so forth. And, you know, to, to get a handle on it, you want to be able to shift the energy so you can see some of this um, stuff in its own light. You know, it's not backed up by, by energy. It's like trying getting, try getting um, upset slowly. It doesn't work. You can't get slowly upset. You know, it's got to go. It's got to do that, otherwise it doesn't work. So, you see, suddenly you see that, and you actually look at what you're upset about. Okay, yeah, right. Let's now let's investigate what what you know, or what one's hankering after. When you take the energy out of it, you can actually you're not dismissing the topic, but you can look at the topic in a much more clear way. Anyway. So I said I was going to talk about walking meditation. <laughs> Basically because this uh, um, sometimes it gets kind of missed. Yeah. Cold weather, nobody wants to do walking meditation for a start. And I can understand that. Or, you know, we walk around feeling not quite knowing what we're doing. Or, or walk up and down in a kind of regimented, soldier-like manner. He's waiting for the bell to ring so he can get back and sit again. Or you walk up and down for a bit of time and then, okay, sort of go off for a stroll somewhere. You know, to actually stay with it um, as a, as I guess, what we're doing. You know. And um, one of the things that you can do helpfully in walking meditation is is change the energy. It's much more conscious, isn't it, than breathing in and out. You can't really you've got much more say over walking than you do have over breathing. <coughs> and it's much more tangible, you know, the impact, body, touching the ground, moving along, standing, stopping, standing, stopping lifting, muscles moving. Mm. Uh, so it's got more of that to it. This is generally what I advise for any beginners or as we often do, I you know, try to begin again every every time. Um, you know, feel oneself as always a beginner is helpful. Is to just put aside the idea of meditation and just um, walk. How does the body walk? Try to to know the body. To know how the body operates. So it's a much kind of cleaner this attitudinal way to approach it. Well, what actually happens when you walk? How does it do it? So you want to stand or sit, stand without intention to walk. Just standing 
let the intention to walk come up in your mind a few times and see what happens to your body. Certain bits which start to kind of prepare themselves. Which bits? Where does it come from? You, know, you find a kind of a tensing down some one side of the body, muscles, nerves getting ready in the hip, in the back, to lift the leg. Yeah. So you find in that the body then adjusts so the weight goes on to one side, down one leg, the body adjusts itself so your weight goes to one side so the other leg then can swing. The swing occurs through the um, back hip hip muscles and area, moves the leg forward. And then depending on how vigorously that push is, comes down on the ground. And also notice that as you do that, as the body does that, it tends to slightly um, counterbalance that movement with a with a slight reverse movement in the upper body. So as you swing your left le- left leg forward, your left shoulder kind of just tilts back, chest tilts back, just kind of balance it. And this creates a kind of a, a flexion in the abdomen and the waist around the waist that. The, the counterbalancing of the leg coming forward and the upper body coming back gives this kind of slight flexing in the waist and stomach, which is very useful if um, when you've been sitting a lot and maybe you, you get some tightness in your abdomen, just to just to spend half an hour of this uh, of a gent, very gentle, quiet loosening around this abdominal region and the hip region and the back. You walk. And how fast do you walk? What's a suitable pace? Buddha doesn't actually give a lot of details on this. My recommendation is to just walk how it feels right, you know, how it feels natural, how it feels right. Until you get a more um, skillful understanding of that, so you walk along, feels all right, and um, notice your mind is kind of thinking, musing, this, that, or the other. Uh, you stand, you stop, stand, into the path, turn round, walk back again. Do that a few times. Stop, stand. If you find you really almost unable to be with the walking, there's so much thinking going on, then stop periodically in the middle of the path. Just stop, 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 stop. You know, every time you shift, because the walking tends to become after all automatic. You know, one goes a bit robotic about it. You walking up and down your mind is doing its script and your body's just strolling up and down underneath it as it were. So you want to get out of that automatic quality. Yeah. So sometimes actually just stopping, breaking the rhythm, so to keep nudging the mind to attention carefully. And you can also moderate the length of time you stand. You stand at the end of the path, really feel the sensations in your feet, breathing out, coming so that the standing is a very complete standing, even if it's for 10 seconds, 30 seconds. 
So there is a real sense of having stopped, turned, then you pick the walking up again. So you can do do it like that. To come out of the automatic sense. And um, <clears throat> to feel beneath the movement, to feel into how... Um, how your mind is operating. So using the movement to actually nudge the mind, hold the mind, steady the mind, and then get the mind to really um, dwell in and penetrate what's happening in the body, give up its preoccupations. Mm. This is what the walking is about, what meditation is about. The other way we, that we go out <clears throat> is through the eyes. So when you're walking up and down, your eyes may sort of flick around, looking at this or that, wondering about this, um, which is accompanied by a lot of wandering intent, attention. You know, I can't, can't concentrate with this mind. So maybe we try to hold it so that your eyes can become very rigid. Uh, and that isn't particularly pleasant either. So my recommendations generally be to keep the eyes quite soft, so they can't—they're not busy eyes, but they're not rigid eyes. They're just kind of soft, relaxed eyes, like a um, oceanic gaze, as if you're looking over the sea. And let them be open, half open, and so that you're there, focus the head of you, visual restraint. Um, if you if you have your head tipped down, however, you'll find that you get neck ache and shoulder ache. So, uh, and you can sometimes get immersed in your thoughts in that way, so maybe keeping your head up keeping the eyelids slightly covering the eyes and the eyes soft and unfocused then walking along. Um, that, I find, just the softness of the focus and the, the keeping the eyes steady to me almost immediately radically affects the sense of the environment I'm in because now I can't actually see all the details anymore. You know, there's a kind of, it's much softer focus so by that itself it tends to make me aware of just being in a space being in a space walking along within something you know like the wallpaper changes the wallpaper of the space has got leaves on it or buildings on it or skies on it but it's just wallpaper i'm not really looking at the wallpaper I'm attending to the space that I'm walking in, standing in. And within that, there's no distraction. One isn't going out, but one isn't going in. Hmm? That is, if one isn't preoccupied with the internal, you might say, thoughts and feelings, but we're not preoccupied or caught with external visual things 
And in that balance, you can sense the thoughts and the emotions being there, but they're no longer, you're no longer trapped in them, caught in them. And you can let them pass, glide past, well up, glide past. Feeling more their energetic movement. And you get the kind of whiff of the topic, the whiff of the, the mood comes along with it, you know, the sadness or the whatever it is. And you're just kind of clearing this stuff in that way. You want to kind of be on the edge of that so you can let it blow through, but you don't want to be absorbed in it. Um, being in space, I find very helpful for that. See, the moving along has got a certain sense of a presence there, you know, there's a real, you know, out there, there's something here, bodied, embodied, feeling, walking along, um, and because there's that sense of you're doing it, however minimal the action is, there's also a feeling of a, you're not just, um, you're active, or you're engaged in that, so you're not just kind of sitting there being jumped over by your mind, tromped on by your mind. And to allow things to blow through. Mm. This always is a uh, for every meditator. This I feel is a is a delicate point because mm. a lot of things that blow through are really can be quite disturbing. We don't want them to be there. We feel shamed, useless. This isn't the point, this isn't why I'm meditating, I should be this, I should be that. You know, um, try it for yourself. But uh, my own sense of this is, I'm sorry, but it's, not, it's like this. <laughs> uh, you know, you can, only, you can only run so far. <laughs> and then you have to sort of be with, but, and there's a feeling with the walking is that you're walking through it, you're not just buried in it, you're walking through it, and that the, the space can empty it. And you come to the end of the path, and well, here I am, and oof, well, stop, breathe in, breathe out. Oh. There's that lovely new moment quality in walking meditation, you know. Either every step is a new moment, or at least every turn of the path is a new moment. You get to the end, you stop, you let it go, you pick it up afresh. There's that lovely quality that, of new moment that um, helps to get over the embedded sense that we can feel with our minds, and mental stuff, mental behaviours, clearing it. And just that is really helpful. In that at least what you're doing is developing a sense of, you know, this stuff is not self. It's, I mean, I know it's an old cliche. <laughs> we heard it. <laughs> but it, stuff happens. This is stuff. And, uh, you know, you don't have to not have stuff. And you don't have to... Um, you know, identify with stuff. You can be in between. And uh, letting stuff shake itself out. 
till it comes to something where ah, you see or you realize where you're hanging on or where you're trapped or where the suffering is or you know it suddenly becomes clearer for you when all the agitations have settled mm. or sometimes it's not an intellectual clarity at all it's just the sense of it's gone it's relieved it's released you don't always understand that isn't entirely the point the understanding is the understanding of not self you don't always understand why I think the way I do why I have these feelings but I can understand they change and they're not self that's maybe that's enough you don't get so interested in it all and the so rattled or convinced by it all and then we've got sense this space an emptying space which seems to my experience much more valuable thing to tune into the emptying space the space that empties there's an energy to that <coughs> what we find uh, what I find when the walking meditation is does accomplish come to accomplishment is, is a, the very almost like the pace of the walking you start to sense hey, you're walking a bit fast actually because what what your body energy is doing is picking up the agitation of the mind and you're walking up and down what happens if you, do, you don't need to do that what feels more balanced and you find I find a kind of a settling back and maybe the pace of the walking starts to change or perhaps it's the other extreme you know I'm sort of slugging along I think what's the matter with you you know why you, you know the mind is dull or sluggish or unwilling and then that doesn't feel right Suddenly, it just you slip out of the energy that the mental state carries that tends to cocoon everything. When one's agitated, one tends to talk agitated, move agitated, act agitated. When one's dull, one tends to move dull, think dull. You know, if you if you come out of the energy, you're no longer hypnotized by the state. So what? is revealed is a subtler form of knowing or sensing the, the, the pace, the energy of walking that just feels balanced you know, rather like a swan on the lake a duck on the lake just kind of moving along mm-hmm. it's not, not hanging still it's not scrambling it's just moving along and there's a lovely sense that obviously we're doing it and yet there's a sense of not doing it because it's not coming from a mental state it's coming, you know, it's coming from more in tune with the body not, in, not the body isn't following the mental state and the energy um, you get the sense of the energy of being which is different from the energy of doing uh, it's like you say the rest state when we're, when we're at rest there's still a vitality there there's still a kind of um, vibrancy yeah? 
and it's lovely, you know, when we're in our flow experience. You know, we have experience, flow experiences when you're, I don't know, if you're a craftsperson and you're doing something with a tool and things just flow. There's no pushing, no snagging, it just flows along. And we love to do that. That's why people do crafts, sports, you know, different things like this. Um, and it's almost as if the energy's coming not from yourself, but from, and then of course you can proliferate on where it's coming from. God <laughs> gets a rap for a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. But there, there is this, uh, this energy. And when you stay with, and you can get into flow with walking, just like you can get into flow with breathing. And the energy then it doesn't push, it doesn't snag. I think it's so lovely that your mind wants to just get into that, rest into that. Uh, and that we may hit that flow after a period of time with walking. It's not very rarely do you start with that, but you, it can come into that quality. Um, this to me is where um, you, know, you begin to get the sense of what samadhi is about, being in flow, being one-pointed without holding it. And uh, so then the, this is, uh, um, you know, then the afflicted or the stirred up energies recede. And you feel yourself in flow. And there's a lovely quality to that because I guess all of our lives on one level have got tangles and messes in them and regrets and unfinished business and loose ends and tangles and stuff, you know. And there's an energy in that, you know. There's a tangled, frayed, irresolute, agitated, incompleted, there's an energy there, you know. All that stuff builds up a particular jangly, tangly, floundering, flailing thing that becomes a kind of a a personal package. And because it itself doesn't have a story, it's just an energy, stories rest upon it and then the quality of energy gives the story's conviction. So if we change that, we come out of that, the story disappears. And, um, you know, the stillness speaks for itself. It's something we can do with walking. Feeling into the body, restraining the eyes, keep walking within the immediate space that you're, that's sitting there one inch in front of you. Don't get into the destination stuff, you know, end of the path, end of the path, end of the path. Don't get into the blind stomp or the begrudging, sort of dragging, drudging up and down the trail. If you get into that, stop. <laughs> stop breathing, breathe out, taking a moment at a time. It's often like that. It's often like that. And uh, till you find your way into flow. 
and it's really worthwhile to do walking.